This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. If you have a family relying on your income, you need life insurance. But finding the best quote shouldn't take a lifetime. That's where Policy Genius comes in. In minutes, Policy Genius could save you 50% or more simply by comparing quotes from America's top insurers. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. To save on life insurance and get protection for you and your family, head to policygenius.com today. Hi, welcome to another film study. Uh, we're here today with Matt Stevens who is the managing editor of Raven's Wire. And Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty awesome. How about yourself? Can't complain, not a little bit, except for the Ravens not being in the Super Bowl, but uh, that is what it is. Matt, you wrote a piece recently on Raven's Wire that kind of caught my eye on XFL players with Ravens ties. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the XFL is an interesting new league that kind of started up. I, I think a lot of people 
maybe kind of bypassed it, but uh, it's not the same old XFL. Maybe older fans might uh, recognize and more akin to maybe what we saw with the AAF. Uh, So uh, a really awesome, uh, nice little league that's starting up and hopefully maybe not compete with the NFL, but might give us some football in the off season. When is the, what is the league year? Give us a little notion of the structure that goes on. Well, it's kind of like uh, the the NFL and the fact that they have, you know, a standard uh, 10 week season. It starts early February. uh, The eighth is the first game. Uh, we'll go through and they've got a standard playoff. They got a standard championship uh, and, and, you know, only a handful of teams, but uh, kind of like a, a shortened abbreviated season for the NFL. OK, so two rounds of playoffs or just one championship game? Doesn't uh, matter. There's there's one uh, playoff game or there, there's two playoff games, but then one championship. So, again, right. kind of like the NFL. All right. Very good. So it sounds like about a 12 week season. So now let's talk about some of these ex-Ravens who are in the league. And, I, and and when I think of the kind of player who might play in the CFL, is it similar to the guy who might play in the XFL? Yeah, I think so. I think these are guys that, you know, typically, and as we kind of review the list, you'll probably remember some names. These are guys that uh, just for whatever reason didn't work out in the league or were never going to be starters in the league, wanted to to get out and, and get into a league where maybe they can uh, – improve their play, maybe show off a little bit for the NFL scouts and potentially go ahead and move over much like the CFL or arena football, uh, or even the AAF when that was, uh, still in existence. So guys that are really just trying to highlight themselves. All right. All right. Well, let's jump right into some players. Cause I see the top one on your list is a former Ravens number one draft pick. Yeah. Matt Elam, uh, who is now with the DC defenders, uh, no big shocker there. Elam was honestly a pretty decent player for his first season, but just never really kind of came up to what uh, Ravens fans expected for a number one pick and then ultimately kind of fell out of the league. Now we'll get a chance with the DC defenders and, and hopefully we'll uh, be able to show off some of the playmaking ability that he did at safety for Baltimore, uh, but hopefully maybe more extended. Uh, and then another guy who also at safety also bounced out with Baltimore and Will Hill who's with the St. Louis Battlehawks, uh, a guy that just time and time again kept getting in trouble with the league uh, and eventually bounced himself out of the league via uh, failed drug tests uh, and some some off-field issues in terms of the law. Uh, we'll also get his shot in the XFL. Well, let's, let's talk about Will Hill for a second because he is a very strange story indeed. So two years with the Giants and was a, was a hell of a safety, frankly, just could not stay out of trouble. The Ravens picked him up, and in 2014 and 15, he played considerably for the Ravens, played uh, yeah. a significant number of snaps, and uh, I remember him getting a big pass interference. Sorry, well, it's two big events in 2015. One is in week two at Oakland. We were at a game, and he, w- he was flagged for kind of a phantom pass interference, or it might have been a defensive holding or illegal contact or whatever the foul was. It was in the defensive backfield that uh, ended up costing extending a drive that ended in a touchdown uh, that won the game for Oakland. And then, of course, the kick six, one of the famous plays on Monday Night Football, where a uh, kick blocked by Brent Urban, he returned as time expired to extend the Browns' uh, uh, winless season to that point or, or uh, number one draft pick season at that point. Yeah, exactly. A, a guy that 
as you mentioned, was with New York, did a, did a solid job with New York, but as you mentioned, just kept getting in trouble, went to Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore was able to sign him on what is a relatively cheap deal, everything considered, uh, kind of that, that one-and-done type of deal if he doesn't work out, but he actually played pretty good football. They went ahead and signed him to a two-year extension uh, for, again, decent money, and then unfortunately a failed drug test and was going to be suspended 10 games, and they pretty much released him uh, at that point. And that was the end of his NFL campaign. He ended up going uh, off to the CFL and, and uh, the the AAF as well and is now with the XFL. But, yeah, a player with tons of talent but just was never able to get it off the field uh, and, and be able to stay on the field. Yeah, played 90% of the defensive snaps in 2015. So the Ravens are really relying on him going into 2016. I remember thinking what a bad situation it was. That, that he was not going to be available for 2016. But anyway, let's continue on with some other XFL players, because that's obviously, that's a, he's a sad story. Yeah, and, and sadly, it's, uh, you know, while the rest of this list isn't exactly that type of sadness, it, there are a lot of those guys here in the XFL that just for whatever reason couldn't work out. But uh, another guy who maybe Ravens fans will remember, Keenan Reynolds, the wide receiver. Uh, he's now with Seattle Dragons. But uh, a guy that I think a lot of Ravens fans really liked in the preseason, but just was never able to kind of pan out into very much uh, for, for Baltimore. He will now get a shot in the XFL. Uh, guard Nico Saragusa is now with the Los Angeles Wildcats. He's also joined by Patrick Vahey, who's also on the Wildcats uh, guard as well. And then wide receiver Joe Horn Jr. is now with the New York Guardians. Uh, another guy that uh, maybe Ravens fans were hoping worked out last year. Yeah. So I, I go back to two of those players anyway. Siragusa, for starters, was a player that really looked like a promising draft pick, a fourth-round pick, thought by many to be one of the better run-blocking guards in his entire class, overpowering ability to push people around. I think he played played in the whack somewhere. I'm trying to remember if it was San Diego State, or I think it was. And yeah. – uh, did get a second chance. He, he was reduced to the practice squad, picked up by the Packers. So he had a, a, a chance with them, but uh, but never really got it going again, which is it's a sad story. But he had the same sort of injury, I'm sad to say, that Matt Skura has just had. So it, it, it sounds like it's ACL, MCL, PCL, and there might even been something with his patella as well. But it was a horrific knee injury, kept him out an entire season, and uh, it took him a long time to recover from that. Yeah, that's exactly it. It was ACL, MCL, PCL, and, and just never got really his rookie season underneath of him. Uh, and then the following year, uh, he wasn't he wasn't uh, able to make the 53-man the roster. They, they put him on the practice squad. Green Bay grabbed him off of it, but uh, then he kind of bounced around to Indianapolis, Buffalo. Uh, but again, was just never able to reclaim what many thought he was going to do with Baltimore uh, and is now going to try to get his uh, football career back on track with the Los Angeles Wildcats. Give his age right now, Nico Sergus's age. I'm, inter- I'm interested I believe to know that. He's 25, according to, to Wikipedia specifically. There you go. Okay, so he'll be 26 before the next NFL season starts. It's The clock's certainly ticking, but I guess it's not impossible that he could be he could be a guy somebody picks up off the street in a, in a time of dire need if he, uh, if he plays well in the XFL. Well, and I think he's the perfect case for the XFL. He's a young guy who can still uh, potentially show off in front of scouts and, and, and get himself a deal in the NFL, uh, maybe while he's still in the middle of his prime. That's 
really where the XFL, I think, is going to shine overall is giving guys like Nico Saragusa another chance. All right. All right. Very good. Anybody else with Ravens ties? Any other connection to the Ravens? Uh, well, I know Mark Trestman is a coach and general manager. I cannot remember what team it is specifically, but I know he is also in the XFL uh, running one of these teams, uh, which, again, Baltimore Ravens fans might remember him not in the most positive light. Uh, Bears fans probably also remember him as well for any of those listening. But uh, th- those appear to be the biggest and most notable Ravens connections in the XFL at this point. Okay. Now, there were a fair number of ex-Ravens also drafted in the XFL. Talk a little bit about that, because I know one of them was a guy who had a famous ball in the pond incident just this last summer. (laughs) Yes. Uh, A bunch of guys entered the draft pool uh, for the XFL this year. Um, As you mentioned, Jordan Lasley being that guy, Arthur Brown, the linebacker, Trent Richardson uh, is another guy. Marcus Applefield, a guard, uh, and Elliot Fry, a kicker. Those guys are some of the the probably bigger names. Uh, Nicholas Grigsby as well, the linebacker who Baltimore kind of signed in. Jalen Smith being another big guy. A lot of these guys got uh, into the draft pool, but but ultimately were never selected, or they were selected and uh, never ended up signing a deal with any of the XFL teams, uh, I guess in an effort to try and continue their NFL careers. Okay, so Arthur Brown now looks like the second highest ever drafted Raven who is in the XFL currently. And there's a guy who drafted in 2013, and he was a young man when he was drafted, by the way. His rookie season, his age is 20, so he's still only 26, will be 27 by the next opening day in the NFL. Not completely out of the question that he'd be somebody they wouldn't look to, or not the Ravens, but but some team might not pick him up to, to help a beleaguered linebacker core. Played a lot of special team snaps with the Ravens. I remember he came to camp for his fourth year, and that's usually a, a pivotal point for players, and probably where a lot of people end up feeding the XFL, is they don't make a roster in their fourth year when essentially all players who don't have a very established position are on the bubble again because they have no future option value after that initial deal. Yeah, that's exactly it. And those third and fourth years are really where you see guys take that jump from college into the pros and really step up uh, into that next level and become starters or at least major contributors. And obviously that didn't happen for Arthur Brown. Uh, Baltimore got rid of him after the third year. And he ended up playing for Jacksonville in the New York Jets that uh, fourth year in 2016 and has really been out of football since that point, uh, at least not on an active roster. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's it, uh, as you mentioned, you know, he's, he's 26 years old. Uh, he, he kind of fits into that that type of a gap that maybe he's learned a little something over these years and, and he has a chance to uh, to show off. And we'll, I mean, the league has certainly uh, seen a resurgence in, in the rushing attack uh, offensively. So linebackers could be a, a pretty high value over the next few years. So a guy like Arthur Brown, if he shows up well on tape in the XFL, uh, you, you got to think that, again, a, a highly drafted guy could potentially uh, make his way back into the NFL. Yeah, possibly still an athlete, has that ideal size for a linebacker at 6'1", 250. 
but he has not played in an NFL camp the last three seasons. So in 2017, he was cut by the Seahawks, his fourth NFL team, on July 31st. So if, if, whether or not that overlapped by the first day or two of camp, it doesn't really matter to me. Probably something happened, and they decided they weren't going to bring him in. And it may have been an off-field issue, may have been something with a guy, another guy they liked better they wanted to try. But anyway, he hasn't been in camp in 17, 18, or 19. Yeah, and that's that's a huge amount of time for for any player to be out of football, but certainly a guy who just, again, never really was able to pick it all the way up in, in Arthur Brown, despite having all that physical talent. That kind of does speak to the volume of, of how much he disappointed, I think, the, the Ravens and the rest of the NFL uh, by not being able to put that together as a second-round pick. How about Trent Richardson? I don't even think of him as having a Ravens connection. But did they bring him in after he had been out of football for a full year? It looks like that, that's what happened. So in, in 2014, okay, his his it's a very strange career. Played his rookie year in 2012 with Cleveland. And he wasn't particularly good, but was, I believe, the third overall pick. It was very high in that NFL draft in, in, in his rookie year with the Browns. Yeah, first round, third overall. And rushed for 950 yards. That offseason, not that offseason, the next season after two games, they traded him to Indianapolis for, I believe, a first-round selection. And yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. They, they uh, Cleveland Browns got a 2014 first-round pick uh, from the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, was seen by quite a few people as a really good move yes. coming off of an 11-touchdown rushing season. Uh, but I was going to say the other way. <laughs> it was seen by many to be a great, a great move. You know, in terms of, of a, a player who's already played a year in his contract. Now, admittedly, he'd had a decent rookie year with 950 yards. He'd also rushed for 3.6 yards per carry. And I remember listening to Sirius XM at the time, and Pat Kerwin is saying, if you ask me what I thought Trent Richardson's draft value was right now after that year and two games, you know, a third round pick. I, I, that might be the reasonable number for him. I, I, there might have been people who said, "Wow, that's a really great move for a, for a first. But I, I don't, I don't mean to just disagree with you. I just give a devil's advocate <laughs> position here that uh, uh, it seemed like a lot of draft compensation to get back a one for him at that point. Oh no, you're you're 100 right in that. I mean, certainly a, a first round pick for a guy who, uh, albeit was a first round pick the year before, and it has a year of wear and tear on his body. 267 rushes. 51 receptions, uh, you know, maybe not the greatest move, but it was kind of seen as, as getting a player who you knew what he could do. And again, put up 11 rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. And let's not forget 2012 Cleveland was not exactly a great team, really no Cleveland team over the last decades, but a good team. But uh, I think Indianapolis was hoping that they were going to be able to uh, match in Trent Richardson and what he could become and was hoping that Cleveland uh, just kind of wasted his talent, which they've been prone to do. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, a first round pick maybe wasn't exactly the greatest move, but uh, one I could see happening. Yes. So the Oakland Raiders gave him a chance in 2015 and then cut him very early. Actually, it looks like before that season began. And then the Ravens didn't didn't sign him again until the next year. So he basically spent an entire year out of football before the Ravens had a chance a chance with him. And then the Ravens had him on pup for a while, and then they cut him on August 3rd. So it's not even like he really made it into camp with the Ravens. 
No, no. I mean, it, it is a very loose connection to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, it was one of those guys that, and we see it every now and again, you, you bring a guy in like that, you hope that he's maybe, maybe able to come up to something. Uh, and if it doesn't work out, you effectively paid him next to nothing. Uh, and you can kind of let him go and the team's not really hurt by it. Uh, and, and ultimately you're hoping that uh, that guy turns into something the New England Patriots do it uh, fairly often, so mm-hmm. not not the worst move in the world, but uh, yeah, didn't definitely didn't pan out with Baltimore in the slightest, uh, and ultimately has not been in the league since 2016 when uh, the Ravens cut him. Yeah, a, a odd rookie year, you know, in terms of having some touchdowns, a low yards per carry, low yards per touch in general, but that ended up being his best best year. That 3.6 yards per carry is significantly better than his 3.3 yards per carry career he had. So it didn't go well from there. So, uh, you know, he's another sad case of a guy who really underperformed his uh, original draft status. All right. Let's anything else about the XFL. So I'm a fan of football and I turn off the Super Bowl and I'm mildly depressed about the lack of football for months on end. What should get me excited about the XFL? Well, I mean, first and foremost, it's it's actual live football uh, and, and some names that, as we're talking here, you you, you might remember. Uh, it, it's by no means the NFL and, and just a clone of that, uh, but it is an opportunity for you to continue watching football through the offseason, uh, maybe follow a team that you're excited for, and, and hopefully this turns into the type of league where the NFL is able to kind of grab some of those guys as they start to become bigger names. Some might remember the old XFL, He Hate Me, uh, was able to go ahead and come back into the NFL and, and had a relatively decent career, everything considered. Uh, so that's what I think you're really excited for. You're excited seeing some prospects that have been on a field and, and have been able to do things uh, at least more recently than maybe some draft picks or, or some guys who, uh, uh, th- those end round guys who may or may not make this team I think that's really where the excitement comes in from. And and hopefully the NFL is able to take some of the XFL rules and maybe translate them into a better product uh, after a few years. That that would be a great thing if they get some funding, perhaps from the NFL to do some of this rules testing that people have wondered about, you know, the starting on fourth and 15 from your own 25 after scoring a touchdown kind of thing. And yeah. as, a, as an alternative, it, it's an interesting uh, uh, idea for that. Now, the money from the league the last time around, if I recall correctly, it's been a long time, came from Vince McMahon from wrestling? Yes, and uh, from what I understand this time, it, it, the same thing. He's also kind of the, the lead guy on this one. Uh, from what I remember a, a while ago when the XFL was first uh, announced that they were restarting back up, I believe he sold some of his WWE stock in an effort to uh, kind of come up with the money in order to fund this. So it, it has some backing uh, more so than I think the AAF did. So th- there seems to be uh, a better line toward this staying uh, a league for the, the at least short term. Um, but yeah, Vince McMahon seems to be the, the kind of primary primary owner of the XFL. All right. Well, Matt, thanks for joining us, for explaining all this. This is terrific stuff, and, and I think this will this will be a piece people are interested in in terms of hearing where some players are these days. Uh, I hope uh, somebody comes back and makes a story uh, out of this, maybe Keenan Reynolds in terms of, of uh, you know doing something nice out of, uh, out of playing with the XFL. But I appreciate you joining us, and tell people again where they can, where they can look at your stuff on Twitter or look at your, your writing. 
Well, you can always find everything that we do at ravenswire.usatoday.com. Uh, you can also The Ravenswire on Twitter or on Facebook. But more specifically to follow me, it is at Matthew S underscore NFL on Twitter. All right. Fantastic, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, Ken. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.